When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. We have allowed ourselves to become so disconnected and ignorant about something that is as intimate as the food that we eat. Be prepared to grow your own for victory. I'm set on you somebody strong enough to clear trees and heave bales, yet gentle enough to yean lambs and wean pigs and tend the pink foamed pullets who will stop his mower for an hour to splint the broken leg of a meadow lark. So God made a farmer. Hello and welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. I'm your host, Harold Thornbrough, and glad you're joining me today. Hey, we have a great one for you today. We got uh, Kevin and Heather O'Rourke from Bare Bottom Acres joining us. And uh, I had an interview with them earlier today, and I'll get, let you listen in on that. And uh, just had a great conversation with them, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. Before we jump into that, though, um, you know, we've, we've had a real cold snap around here, and uh, so we've been doing a lot of the indoor homesteading stuff here lately. I've been working in the house, working in the garage, and matter of fact, just today, I just done a lot of work on my truck, you know, done a tune-up on it and oil change, and just did a few things on it, and, you know, kind of, it's the kind of things you do when, you know, you, the, the weather outside isn't right. So we do a lot of our uh, indoor uh, stuff, uh, you know, when we get these real big cold snaps, but it looks like it's going to warm up over here the next few days, and. And, uh, I'm really hoping to to get outside and start prepping some of these garden beds. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm actually building some new ones, tearing down a couple that are in one location and, uh, and, and building in a different location. So I'm really excited to get started with that. So hopefully here in the next um, you know few days, few weeks, we'll really be able to uh, get the weather right and uh, take advantage of that and get some stuff done. So um, I'm hoping it's going to happen pretty soon. I'm really getting eager like a lot of folks are. I'm getting to where just looking through seed catalogs isn't satisfying anymore. I'm wanting to get my hands in some soil. Or I am doing a little bit in the greenhouse but not a lot it's just too cold right now it's just been i think it was four degrees the other day so it was uh, pretty cold so can't really do much even in a greenhouse unless you want to spend a lot of money heating it then i don't really want to do that so <laughs> um well that's enough of that let's just jump right into this conversation with uh, kevin and heather i think you're really going to enjoy it well kevin and heather from bare bottom acres welcome to the modern homesteading podcast Thank you so much for having us on, Harold. Well, it's, so glad to be here. <laughs> yeah, it's a pleasure. Now, I, I got to tell you, this is the first time I think that I've ever had two people on. <laughs> so we'll, we'll probably talk over each other every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> we got it down here between us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she'll, she'll just uh, give me a little pinch if I'm talking too long. <laughs> uh, you got to sound good on here on this end. So I think it's going to come out really good. Well, um, now you guys do YouTube videos of your homesteading adventure. And, uh, I gotta say, you know, I've been watching you a while and it, and, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of homesteaders out there doing YouTubes. And, uh, I'll tell you, it seems to me like you guys are having more fun than most of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I would, I would totally agree. I think everything that we do, we kind of go, um, kind of go humor first. That's kind of our outlook on life. Yeah. That's good. 
<laughs> yeah. Now, uh, now, how did you? I mean, end up bare bottom acres. I mean, you just uh, decided to start homestead one day. Is it something you were raised to do, or did, how did you? How did you end up here? Well, I'll let Heather start with this one. Are you, quick question. Are you wondering about how we got the name or how we just decided to be homesteaders? Well, you know, all the way up to it. I mean, you, you, I figured they're kind of connected. You, you became yeah. homesteaders <laughs> okay. and became bare bottom acres. Sure. Okay. Well, you know, he and I are, I would say Kevin and I are incredibly different people. And I think, like you said, you've been watching some of our videos and you've seen our differences. Mm-hmm. But we have these couple areas in common. And those areas are basically that we want to be more self-sufficient and we want to do things for ourselves. So Kevin wants to build things. He wants to, you know, do all these projects. I want to grow things. And so we're like, well, you know, we started seeing stuff on TV about homesteads and listening to podcasts like yours and Melissa K. Norris and just kind of really getting excited about, well, why don't we do this? Well, I think also the plethora of Alaska shows <laughs> definitely got us inspired. Yeah. You know, well, well, let's go up to the Arctic and <laughs> go shoot stuff. And, you know, that that those shows are incredibly inspiring. But then as we started getting more realistic about it, you know what? Northern Minnesota is probably a lot like Alaska. Alaska is yeah. probably warmer. <laughs> yeah, I was getting ready to say, aren't you guys yeah. in the Arctic already? <laughs> uh, no polar vortex this year. But, yes, uh, Minnesota has a reputation. And uh, usually once a year it comes in, uh, bites you, you know, that cold mm-hmm. wind and everything. So you do have to prepare for that. Yeah, absolutely. We had a, We were already below zero, and we had a 50-degree temperature drop. So that kind of explains things what just happened yesterday. Yeah, yeah we, we had a little bit of a taste of that down here in Indiana. We had a big, big drop, but it's on the rise now, so we're good. <laughs> so, so it was just one day. I mean, how long have you guys been pursuing the homesteading? I would say, like, really gung-ho pursuing it for maybe two years now. Okay. Uh, I would say maybe maybe like a year and a half. I mean, okay. the... the the big thing is, you know, we, we did a video on it. I'm not sure if you watched it, but, you know, we had spent a little bit of time away from each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was about seven months. And so as we're taking this time, we both started having kind of the same dreams. You know, we I'm a city kid. I grew up in the suburbs. Um only child. My uh, father passed away when I was five. So, you know, there wasn't a lot of time in the garage. There wasn't land to work on. There wasn't any of those skills. But as we spent time away, I really just dreamed of having a garage where I could do woodworking projects and have the time and you know, start a project and leave it for a year and nobody touches it. <laughs> you, know, right. you don't have to move bikes around in the garage or any of those things. And, you know, Heather had kind of the same dream. So as we got back together and we were discussing all of that, and like, really, you feel the same way? And it's like, OK, let's make this a tangible thing. And the other thing that kind of coincides with it is Heather went to school or back to school and got a master's in nursing degree. Mm -hmm. So when she completed that, I had spent some time with some friends for a 40th birthday party. And one of my friends was in a similar situation. His wife went back to school for nursing 
She's doing really well. They got a, a ton of extra income. And what did they do? They went and bought a bigger house, a more expensive house, more rooms, and had to equip it. And it wasn't, you know, they didn't feel like they were in their house for the next 15 years. They were maybe a little bit over their head. So it was a great life lesson for us in that, you know, now all of a sudden, let's not upgrade our house. But we started saying, well, let's upgrade our land. We're aching for acres. Yeah. And so that is, you know, we started looking around the Twin Cities on acreage. And it just, it was so expensive, but we wanted to get started. And so Heather's parents bought some land up north. We kind of drew a circle around their property, 30 miles. And we just said, okay, well, one day, let's go take a look at properties. So we we looked at like seven or eight. And uh, <laughs> it's amazing. She, she So many times she holds me back. But when it comes to this homesteading thing, she's just all in. And so <laughs> we're, we're, we're jumping off the, uh, the, the diving board into the deep end. Yeah, you don't want to be looking through a seed catalog. Okay. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this. We're going to grow that. We're going to grow that. The mailman is quite busy these days delivering <laughs> seeds to us. Yeah, I've seen a couple of those videos recently, too. You guys have <laughs> definitely yeah. have your seed collection built in there. Uh, so, so you did end up buying some acres, though, didn't you? We did. We um, ended up finding 40 acres. And, you know, it's kind of funny when we say up north because people who aren't from here, they're like, you're in Minnesota. You're going north. We're actually moving to zone three. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's really, really cold up there. Um, but it, the, the land that we found has everything that we want. You know, it's basically raw land. There is a, there's ruins of an old homestead. There's the shallow well that's there. Um, but there's a creek. There's uh, beaver pond, there's acres of forest, there's open field. So it's got this mix of everything that we just mm -hmm. so ideal. And so even though it's cold <laughs> and it's going to limit some of the perennials and things that we can grow, sure. we just, we just saw so much potential in it. Yeah. But that's where, you know, you, you do time management and there's tons of projects that you want to do during the summer, right? But mm -hmm. you can't because time with the sun is so valuable. Well, you can kind of hibernate and do some of those projects if you have a good space and prepare for the the coming season mm -hmm. is the way we look at it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds great in the summer. I, I, I'm, <laughs> yeah, there, you're right, though. There's there's a lot you can do in the winter, and you almost need that time. You know, a lot of people look at that as that as that time when they can just do those things because because you know spring, summer, and fall, and they, they go so quickly. Really, I mean, our growing season, and you know, even a little quicker for you up there. And you're so busy that you don't have time to do a lot of those other things that outside of the garden and you know and, and things. So it actually could allow you a lot more time if you can arrange a place to work on it and be able to. Do do it in, in that colder weather. I think the another thing is just time to reflect. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're yeah. just go 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 all the time and you don't take the time to reflect on lessons learned, look for efficiencies, things like that. You know, I just think it's a valuable thing. We really enjoy the seasons up here in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. Now you haven't moved to this new property though. You're still living in in, in town. That is correct. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. we. We have children, <laughs> Ozzy and Sammy, and our boy um, loves the the Twin Cities. And uh, when we get him up there, there's kind of a process as he lets go 
of the video games and starts to get into nature and everything like that. But uh, I moved around a lot when I was younger, and I think it's just so important for them to feel that they have a home and we'll work on them over time. And once yeah. testosterone kicks in, you know, who knows? And, yeah. you know, he starts looking at college and everything like that. He's he's so smart that you can start taking college classes now in like 10th grade and everything like mm-hmm. that. He's, he's doing so well. Um, that maybe, you know, maybe he'll allow us to move up there faster. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Well, um, I guess I would say, too, I mean, yes, we, we're not living up there, but we during the summertime, basically any time that we have off, we're driving that 150 miles. We're up there for a couple of days at a time, spring, summer, and fall, doing projects. We're building, um, we're, we're in the process of building a shipping container cabin, which is, it's watertight now, so that's exciting. <laughs> you know, it's the places to live. Eventually going to be, we're going to try to put the orchard in pretty soon, so just kind of pay, trying to pay as we go. So then when we're actually ready to officially move up there, it's going to be ready. But then also taking this time, like you said, we're in this really cold area. So I'm trying to learn these skills. Like I'm reading like Elliot Coleman and Nikki Jabor mm-hmm. and just practicing my winter growing, finding good things that I can, I'm, that my goal actually for this year is to try and grow stuff through the winter, kind of like you do mm-hmm. with your heated greenhouse. But I'm going to try and do it with like cold frames and a couple layers of things and see, see what I can get to actually oh, grow yeah. Yeah, where Elliot, we are here. <laughs> Coleman, yeah. Elliot Coleman really focuses on that a lot in his four season uh, stuff. And yeah, he does a lot of that. Yeah, really good, really good resource there. Yeah. Well, what kind of things? We'll go back to the, that property in a minute. Let's talk about the things you're doing right where you're at. Okay. Well, I think you know that started probably three years ago. I'm trying to think of how many Mother's oh, Days in a in a <laughs> row that uh, um, I, I built a raised bed for Heather, and you know what? She really likes it. Guess what you're getting for the next Mother's Day? Another raised bed. Another raised bed. She's like, bring it on. So I think there's maybe spot for like three more. But our property here is next to a historic building. So if you see in our videos, there's just this beautiful old building. That's not ours. Mm -hmm. Um, But our house is built on the garden of it. So we started off with just this beautiful garden bed and it just kind of grew from there and so my job is to build stuff for her to play around in <laughs> <laughs> didn't some of that even start off as like an ornamental garden i think i seen a video about that one time where it was some ornamental stuff and you kind of changed it over to edible yeah i mean we when we moved in it was this huge beautiful completely perennial garden and i'm like well i can't eat all this so i started <laughs> ripping some of it out well I now mean, that I, now that i think about it I kind of redid that garden, mm-hmm. you know, five, six years ago, put in the mulch that you didn't like, everything yeah. like that. And then, you know, once we made that first raised garden bed, <laughs> more and more vegetables. But yeah. I mean, kind of the way that I'm approaching it here, everything that I'm doing here as far as gardening and my daughter, Sam, we're starting to call her Sam the Garden Kid because she's gung-ho all about the gardening, too. So she's really helping a lot with this. And, oh, that's great. But It is so fun to watch her just eyes light up and she gets so excited. But what we're kind of doing here is we're treating it like an experimental kind Mm of. So we're not trying to, we can't really practice growing things for production because we don't have the space here. So what we're doing is we're trying 
just a ton of different varieties of things so that once we can kind of nail down the things that we want to, so then once we move up there, we'll kind of have the methods and the varieties and the things. Because it's, 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 you know, it's zone four here, not zone three, but it's pretty close. The growing season's a little bit longer, but I figure if it can work here, it's probably going to work up there. Yeah, yeah. That's perfect. Yeah, I, I've always said that, too, that, you know, this, even if you aren't at your dream property right now, there's so much you can do right where you're at. And it's a great time to really hone on those skills and, and figure out the things that you want to do and want to learn and get better at. And it's just a perfect time for that. I totally agree. And I think that's why Kevin and I like both like your podcast so much is because that's all what you're doing. You're talking about like your quail and all these things that you're doing mm-hmm. and your yard. Is it, it's like a, is it like a quarter of an acre? How big uh, is it? It's close to a quarter of an acre now, but yeah. like that just this, this year, but it was a 10th of an acre for, okay, for cause I know years, I yeah. like added on to it. Yeah. Yeah. We um, bought the property next door to us and doubled it, but yeah, it was a 10th of an acre. But you're do I mean, just, that is such a great example for anybody who wants to start, start right now, start where you are, start in your yard. Yeah, there's just so much you can do. I mean, there's, <laughs> things, there's things that, I mean, even on this small of a property, there's so many things I, I'm, I'm not even doing yet, you know, that I could do. And, you know, you always want to weigh that out. You don't want to end up looking like a cluttered mess, you know, where you got too much going on. But there's still things you can do. I mean, even as much as I'm doing here, I always think, oh, I could do this and I could do that, you know. And, and, uh, but there's so many people that look at that uh, small property and go, oh, I can't do anything here. I might as well just wait till I get that 40 acres. Well, yeah. I mean, you even have a pond. I mean, I never would have thought yeah, of putting a pond little, in. That's so yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, we're not catching fish out of it, but it's nice. To look at. <laughs> yeah. But, you, you know, when people think about their property being too small to get started, one of the first raised beds that I made for Heather was right by the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. And so it's amazing once you put something like that out there in the community, how many people stop by and ask questions. I mean, we're, we're lucky enough in our neighborhood to have the sidewalk that goes around the property and we get a lot of people you know, for our small town, a lot of people coming by. And if we're out there, I mean, we're, we're expecting a 15, 30 minute conversation because uh, everybody's really excited when they see stuff like that growing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I know that when I'm out driving around and I see a like a small greenhouse in somebody's backyard or a garden in the springtime, I'm like, I just practically stop the car and I'm staring oh, and seeing what they're doing. I, do the same thing. I have stopped a couple of times actually and like gotten out and like looked and like a creeper. Yep, yep. I'm the same way. Oh, <laughs> we're, we're sick people. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's great that you guys are doing, you know, doing what you can there. And I'm sure there's more things you could do there, but you do have a 40 acre property that you're really starting to hone in on and think about and, and put a lot of your energy in to especially in the summertime and so you you you're you're already starting to think about some of the things you're you're going to be doing up there you already mentioned you're working on an orchard you want to put an orchard in you have Mm -hmm. you started building up there what what are some of your plans for that property i mean animals you know of course you're going to have a vegetable garden and perennial garden and, and an orchard but what kind of animals are you planning on maybe raising well i mean maybe before that i just want to talk about such a valuable resource as we talk about you know, the property down in the Twin Cities going up there. Mm-hmm. If you're out looking, neighbors are so important. So, of course, it, when we first went to it, it seems like it's in the middle of nowhere. But once we bought the property, oh, there's Jeff down the road. There's Jeff. There's another Jeff. There's Brandon. <laughs> we do a lot of Jeff. And I have got 
Oh, I'll just say it. I got a man crush on one of my neighbors, Brandon. <laughs> He's 24 years old. He's lived up there his whole life. Um, his wife is 20. Well, she's probably 21 now. They already have two kids, and he works on an elk farm. And because there's an elk farm that's maybe a mile, mile and a half down the road, and they need so much labor. Uh, at certain times that it's hard to hire for those you know, certain times that the guy who owns it had to have a second business, which is excavating. So Brandon, hmm. besides all of his knowledge and everything, has access to all of this heavy equipment. And, <laughs> and so, you know, as we, as we get started here and you start brainstorming on, uh, you know, lessons being learned i mean the first thing is chickens right we want to get chickens but in our town they do not allow chickens mm -hmm. so we're working on you know building that relationship with them where maybe we buy the chicks get the chicks all ready learn all of that stuff we build a coop up there we fence it off all of those things we buy the feed and then we work it out with them when we're up there, we're going to take care of the chickens. But when we're not, they're already out in their yard. They're already doing gardening. They're mm. feeding their animals and everything. Hey, stop by, feed ours, and you know, we'll work it out. If we get one chicken and they get you know a hundred chickens out of the deal, that's fine with us. <laughs> it's more about the the lessons that are being learned at this time. Sure. So community. Not only the online community that we're doing, but, you know, if you are ever out looking for a property, we did stop by and when we were looking at it and see if we could talk to some of the neighbors. Just tell us about it. Meet them and everything. Yeah. And uh, the uh, it's just so great having Brandon. <laughs> uh, as I was working on a project up there. I had my DeWalt tools and batteries and everything, and I was just chewing through them. So he put out an electrical cord, and I'm going back and forth between the properties, getting the batteries ready. And I'm coming back, and I see this huge dump truck, like not just a dump truck, but one of those big dump trucks coming down the dirt road. Then I look behind it. There's a full-size excavator behind it. <laughs> oh. And then he gets closer. Hey, Kevin. Hey, it's Brandon. Whoa, got access to all of this equipment and everything. And I just started drooling. You know, I, I just wish that uh, we could just stop and you know, I'll be Brandon's buddy. And, you know, he could just tell me to lift stuff and drive big trucks. Yeah. Like well, man crush aside, he sounds like a neighbor worth having. I'll tell you that. Yeah, he's been yes. a big help to us with his equipment and tractors and clearing stuff. Like we're out there trying to, to do like a little... Little bit of, uh, what do you call it? Brush clearing. Oh, yeah. And then he just comes by and does like what, what would take us like a week to do in oh, like yeah. the sort of like that. <laughs> it was kind of demoralizing. <laughs> yeah, well, I tell you what, with 40 acres, you know, definitely some heavy equipment will make jobs a lot easier around there if you got access to it occasionally. That'd be great. That's going to be an eventual down the road thing. We're going to have to get a tractor or something. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Harold asked what animals, so chickens, what other yeah, we animals have a, we been picking? Yeah, we went down quite a rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that. um, oh, that's great. I, I mean, I even, I have my, my stories poultry guide that I've been looking through. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I've heard Muscovy ducks are awesome. I'm, I'm partial to ducks and mm -hmm. we have these, 
So I think I'm liking the Scoby ducks. I'm liking runner ducks, which are more for eggs, but I just, I don't know. I think they're adorable. <laughs> but, you know, we're looking at goats and I mean, the one thing that we have to think of is we're going to have the safe income from Heather with nursing. You know, mm-hmm. her skills will transfer up there. We're close, you know, driving distance to a couple of hospitals. Um, but the goal is for me to quit the safety of a traditional job and just learn to make money off the land. So yeah, we might do some things like dogs and cats. I don't know if you've ever looked at purebred cats, but they can get quite expensive and there's quite a waiting list. So it wouldn't surprise us if we have some things that are kind of, you know, money makers and, you know, maybe doing some cat videos in the future. Yeah, I I, I had no idea that purebred cats even existed. (laughs) (laughs) And and for some people, they're like, why would you pay for a cat? (laughs) Yeah, there's there's a lot of cats running around, so I can't even imagine that. (laughs) Yeah, but but I get it. Yeah, we've got our things that we're passionate about that we want to try, but we're definitely going to look for kind of those value-added kind of odd things that people will pay extra for. We don't know what those are yet, really, because yeah. we're not, you know, we're not in the area. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was going to ask you if you knew what kind of uh, the markets are up there. I mean, it sounds like elk is, is a huge market up there, but I don't know. Uh, is there a farmer's market in the area? Is there things you're going to be able to, I mean, do you know any of that yet? Yeah, we started scouting that out. So there is a community that is relatively close that's called um, Moose Lake, and they have a farmer's market there. And we went there like three times. And let's just say there's opportunity, mm-hmm. um, you know, compared to what we see down in the twin cities. Um, there's definitely opportunity there, but also kind of a, a dream is if you're in Minnesota and you're coming from the twin cities, you're going up North, you're going through a town called Hinkley and it, it's just halfway between everything. And there's also a huge casino there. So there's a ton of people coming through and there is a big building and it's labeled as a flea market. And nobody's ever there. If you go in there once, you're kind of like, oh, you know, why, why would I stop there again? But of course, you have to check out the flea market at least once. Mm-hmm. And I could just see putting in, renting out some of that space and putting in, uh, you know, a farmer's market there. And I think it would just, there's just so many people that come through. And after, you know, you've been at the casino, Stop by and get some tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, you even mentioned that you're, you know, trying to acquire or have some building skills, maybe even building some things and selling things like that. Yeah, exactly. Yes. There's, you know, I think also if anybody ever, you know, uh, turns on the TV and sees American pickers, you're kind of like, oh, mm, yeah. <laughs> as you're looking, as you're looking for farm equipment, as you're looking for good deals and everything like that. Mm. Oh, maybe I can, do, you know, there's you, you, as you're getting started, you just, your mind goes in so many different directions on all the different things that you can do and you have to kind of funnel it down. <laughs> yeah. sure. Well, I guess I'm thinking too, I mean, we're like 50 miles Southwest of Duluth. So that's, you know, that's a little over an hour's drive. That's not prohibitive. And I know that's more of a metropolitan market. So my kind of love of growing weird and unusual things, you know, mm-hmm. maybe if I were to show up to the Duluth farmer's market with, you know, 10 different types of garlic and all these tomatoes that people haven't seen, that might be something interesting for that type of area, which is like a college town, which is, you know, so, I mean, that's something that we're looking into as well. 
Yeah, you you guys have definitely put a lot of thought into the, all the opportunities <laughs> that are up in this area, and there for sure is a lot of opportunity there. It sounds like. Yeah, there are, there is, and there's a lot of people that aren't. I think we're seeing opportunities that people aren't taking advantage of, which mm-hmm. is a great way to move into something when you're just starting out, versus having to compete against people that are just so established and trying to make, you know, trying to make your way into something like that. Yeah, that's that's part of the reason that we did the YouTube channel. You know, one is to kind of document everything that we're doing for, you know, our kids and for our grandkids and all of that. But also transparency of, you know, farm to table. Mm -hmm. So once we're up there and, you know, they can see how we're amending the soil, everything that we do in the whole process, because if you go to a butcher and. You, know, you take a look at some meat, you know, do you trust all the labeling? You know, is there, um, if you give somebody a choice between, a, you know, an extra $100 for every head of cattle because you say that there's no antibiotics that have been fed to them, you know, they're going to take the extra $100 and they're going to sign the release form. So we just want to have transparency in everything that we do and be able to charge, you know, 50 cents more per cucumber or whatever it is, yeah. whatever the market comes out to be, because we have that transparency. So we kind of, you know, the, the YouTube channel right now is humor, um, but it will evolve to be a, a marketing tool for us. Yeah. yeah, I think of like Joel Salatin, his transparency and how that benefits him. I mean, he he's just, you know, he has this open farm where people can come in and see how they do everything, how they raise the animals, how they butcher the animals, how they how they do every part of it. And it, I think it's part of what makes him and his farm so successful. Oh, absolutely. I think that's the whole reason why he basically has this cult following. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, he does. Because it's hard to find it anywhere else. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, it, that's to open up your doors for that transparency, um, you know, you, you have, you have to have the right personality and everything like that, you know, to deal with the public and, and not take any shortcuts. And, and it removes all doubt as to how this animal was raised and, you know, and, and, and just everything about it. Uh, you go to a farmer's market and somebody tells you a certain thing. I mean, it's, if you don't know your farmer, I mean, if you don't know that person, you don't know for sure if it's, you know, what they say it is, but when they're, you know, if you have an open farm where you can go in and see it done, there's no doubts. I mean, so people feel really confident in buying from from someone like that. Absolutely. And I mean, some of these larger companies, I mean, they're very shrewd. They're taking advantage of that because they're seeing that that's something people want. Mm-hmm. So they're putting something like this label, like free range eggs, when yeah. really they're in this big building with just one door that's open. You yeah. know, but people have this idea of them wandering through the clovers and butterflies flying by and stuff like that. But that's not really the case. Exactly. Yeah. So people want the transparency. They want they want things to be kind of that almost romantic, you know, but it's but it's natural. They want things to be more natural and not so artificial. Right. Yeah. Well, so I think that's it. Yeah. Well, I like what you're doing there with your YouTube channel and thinking in those lines that that's how you want to kind of do things because I think it, it'll it benefit you. And I think it'll benefit others to, to see that. And, and, you know, and even folks that are wanting to do it themselves, it'll give them a, a great model for, you know, to go uh, go down that path. And, and we also we want to share along the way. So, you know, if you've watched if you're watching our YouTube channel, one of the things that we're working on is converting a storage container. The idea is, is that we'll build a house, we'll move that to the back corner of the property, 
and we kind of want we want to have tourism. We want to invite people up there that aren't our friends that just want a refuge, a place to kind of let go, read a book, meet the animals, enjoy that lifestyle that they can if they're in the Twin Cities. So yeah. that's also another thing that we we really want to do and then serve farm to table meals for them and have beautiful gardens also. So as we, you know, do up the property and everything, uh, beauty, aesthetics, things like that will also be a part of it, not just how many beds can we fit in and, and square footage and, and things like that. Right, right. You know, and I'm also just thinking about, it's 40 acres, and just, you know, aside of running a business or anything else, just being a homestead, having a place that provides for your needs. I'm thinking about things like hunting. I mean, it sounds like it could be a great hunting ground. It's almost a great hunting ground. I actually, <laughs> I, you know, I, I grew up uh, fishing since I was a little kid, and I've done a lot of outdoor stuff, but mm. I never wanted to hunt until this year, actually. <laughs> I went hunting for the first time. My dad took me hunting. Um, on our property, we actually, since we've got so much space um, and we've got a lot of the things that the deer want, we've got the water and the trees and the bedding areas and all that. So he, he found a good spot. We set up this blind kind of by an apple tree um, and we were waiting for the deer. And then we realized, well, you know, we've got almost everything, but we don't really have much for them to eat other than an apple tree and, you know, an acorn tree here yeah. and there. So that's something that we're going to do this year is we're going to put a little bit more food sources in, but absolutely, like, I think it's going to be an amazing place to hunt. I love venison. I know yeah. Kevin's not a huge, he's like, do they have any cows walking through there? That you can shoot? I'll go out cow hunting anytime. <laughs> Anybody down for cow hunting? No, I'm down for so, that. Yeah, but no, I'll eat, I'll eat venison every day. I love, I'm not a huge meat eater, but I love venison. Well, yeah, I was just thinking, you know, of all the ways a property like that can provide, and it just seems like, it, it, did you say there is a running water on the property, either a lake or a, a pond? Yeah. Or a, yeah. We got a creek and we've got a uh, beaver pond um, okay. with a dam. It's kind of funny. Um, but we also have actually an, a larger than average population of grouse up there. Now, I, I'm not sure about bird hunting, but that is another option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know if that was something you guys pursued or not. But, it, you know, of course, I'm a hunter, so it's the first thing I think about when I think, yeah. oh, 40 acres of woods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, in fact, I, I walked when I was stomping around one day, I, I walked into a bunch of grouse that kind of just exploded. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, what did I do being the city girl that I am? I screamed. <laughs> oh my God, well, yeah, I think, well, I, I spend plenty of time in the woods and I might have screamed too. <laughs> it's loud. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they, the, during the fall, I, I definitely could see it being for hunting. I, uh, Heather's father will probably have first rights on that, but, um, <laughs> It, it could be a really beautiful thing. There's there's the makings for everything up there for it to be successful. And if you're up there in the spring, we're you know we were driving back between our property and uh, my mother and father-in-law's property, and I'm talking to Heather on the phone, and I'm like, I gotta hang up with you because I gotta keep my eyes open because there's deer just jumping out <laughs> left and right in front of the car. My gosh, they're just the I I counted like in a twenty minute drive I stopped counting at seventy. You yeah, know, that's not the best like, way to hunt them. 
it wasn't in season. <laughs> well, it does sound great. Yeah, it sounds like you guys are going to have just a great place up there. And and I love how smart you are about how you're going about it and taking the time. And and you're not trying to rush things. And you're you're letting your family adjust. And and you're learning the skills. And you're just do. It seems like you're just doing everything exactly right. You really are. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just love what you're doing. I just, I think it's going to be, you know, in a few years, you're going to look back on this and just think, wow, we, you know, this is just like the best decision we ever made the way we did it. That's well, kind of how I feel too. Thank you. Well, another, another uh, aspect of the property, you know, as people are maybe considering doing this, you know, small engine repair, learning how to take care of your equipment and everything, mm-hmm. if your homesteading is important, but less than a mile from us is a ATV trail that's called the Sioux line mm-hmm. and it goes, Oh gosh, from the bottom left-hand corner of the state up to Moose Lake, which is in the center. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's hundreds of miles and we're just a mile from it. So what happens if you're on that and the weather turns bad? So with all the technology with the Airbnb and things like that, um, you know, we might be refuge also for people that are ATVing. Mm-hmm. Or they want a home base from where to uh, ATV from. So there's just a variety of different things that could attract people to the property and, you know, share a little bit of community on our 40 acres. Yeah, yeah that's great. Yeah, I love that. So, yeah, I mean, just another uh, just another avenue of outreach and, and even and even possibly income and uh you know, even, I, you know, you're sitting there saying, talking about, you know, breakdowns on a trail and being out in there. And, and instantly my mind went to survival skills. It's definitely something else that you'll probably want to focus on up in that area because it sounds like it's pretty wide open and something you'll want to, to train and, and learn more about and, and just be more focused on that. Absolutely. I have very basic foraging skills, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and fishing skills and things like that. You know, um, but we definitely could work on that. And I, I've got some books we can read. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's how it starts. Yeah. It, you know, it's another thing that you have to think of as you're going back and forth between two properties. There's mm-hmm. been, you know, times where I go up there before Heather or Heather before I. And I have to think of, all right, if I'm going to pull out the chainsaw, especially not doing it my whole life, that I have to be extra careful and if heather busted me not having all of my protective gear on you know she'd have a canary or whatnot so you you do worry about those things because you know there's not somebody close and cell phone reception is is not great by any stretch of the imagination i i don't know if there's such a thing as you know, 0.25 of a bar, but that's about what we get <laughs> on the cell phone. Just side. yell really loud. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We're setting up string and funnels across the property so we could talk to each other. <laughs> it, it definitely is things you have to consider. And I, I tell you what, you know, and so many people, uh, they talk about, you know, getting into this lifestyle and living out in the middle of nowhere, no neighbors, nobody around, no cell phones, no nothing. And, you know, I'm just, I'm more of a modern homesteader. I'm like, you know, there's some things that I, I like a little bit of security and I like having a little bit of technology and I, I, I like that around me, you know, a little bit of that and, and having neighbors and, and having some of that. And, and, and I understand people talking like that, but at the same time, we're people and we need some of that in our life, you know, and you need that security as well. I, th- I think a, a property like that when you're out in the middle of nowhere is great on the side of a mountain, you know, 
but I don't know if you could live there year round. You know, we, we, we like the path that we're on and the property is so much more than what we originally bought. It's just, uh, we couldn't ask for anything more. We, we, we are blessed with the decision that we made and, uh, you know, looking at all the different properties, there was a couple that were attractive, but they had some things against it and now in retrospect we we just feel like we hit a home run yeah absolutely well i i really admire it because it's like when i if i ever you know leave the town situation it's probably how i'll do it too. look for that piece of property make it a slow transition get get things going out there for you know a few years before we actually make the transition to move to something like that it's probably how i would do it too just because it's an easier easier transition on the family overall and uh, i like I, you know so i'm i'm learning a lot watching you guys and hearing you guys talk about how you're doing it and paying attention to the neighbors and you know and all the things you're you're looking at there it's exactly how i'd want to do it if i do that one day yeah, and you know, we we love doing the videos, as you said, kind of the humor and everything in it. Yeah. But you know, if you don't have a background in this, the first thing that you do is you start googling it and you start looking at videos. Mm-hmm. And we just want to give back to the community. And I think one of the things that we share is we don't try to act like experts. There, there's no <laughs> there's no degree in homesteading that we right. have. You know. Right. So I love to point out. Hey, if I were to do this a second time, I'd do this, I'd do this, I'd do this, you know, because you can do all the research in the world. But instead, once you actually get your hands dirty on a project, that's where the real learning begins. And you have to give yourself that grace that, you know, know that you're not going to do it perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so we kind of share those things with our with our YouTube videos. Yeah, and it's you know it's entertaining for people. I mean, the way you're going about it, yeah, you're you're bringing in some some wisdom. You know, you're you're helping people. You're giving them some good information, but you're doing it in an entertaining way. I mean, I'm sitting here staring at your logo with a bear, <laughs> you know, this bear butts looking me right in the face. And I'm thinking yeah. everything they're doing is just is entertaining and fun. I love that. You know. Yeah. Well, you had asked, you know, how did we get the name? I was you- just gonna say that. Yeah, I mean that the the bear butt is basically. I don't know if any of you guys have watched The Great Outdoors with John yeah. Candy and Dan Eckert. Yeah. That is what it. Is from we're kind of making fun of the northern type culture and yeah that's where they they basically shoot the butt the bear in the butt yeah, <laughs> yeah john candy at the beginning of the movie is telling a story it's a scary story to the kids and of course they revisited at the end of the story where this bear that has a bald head comes back to their cabin <laughs> yeah. and John Candy shoots it, but, <laughs> yep. and the kids just started rolling as this huge bear with a bear butt it's is running away. Yeah. And when we went That's up to idea. the property, we bought it in the fall, and I went up there, and, okay, the kids are young. We need to introduce this to them. We need to make it fun. So I went up there, and I blazed some trails because nobody's been on this property for 20 years. No, it's like 40 years. It's been since the like the, the 70s. Yeah, it, so it, it's been a long time. And either way, it's been a long time. So I go up there, and uh, we buy, a, like, this brush cutter. I didn't use it properly. <laughs> it took me way too long. But I blazed some trails through it, and then, okay, we're going to bring the kids the next day. And as we're walking along, right in the middle of it was this big pile of bear scat. Oh, wow. And it's like, okay, I guess we're not going to be tenting it. (laughs) (laughs) And so the combination between those two um, helped us come up with the name and the logo. Plus, also, you know, it's a little cheeky. 
It's a yeah. little cheeky of a name. Did it. Well, I like your sense of humor. I just like what you guys are doing, and and, and you know what you're you're uh, you're doing your part in uh, inspiring other people and helping other people, and 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 you know what you're learning a lot, and you're you're doing it your way, and uh, I just think you guys are doing a great job. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Harold. Yeah, that just means a lot coming from you because we're like <laughs> super fans. <Yeah. laughs> well, you know, a few years ago when I started doing this and I was like, well, I got a tenth of an acre here. And I looked to people like, you know, I mean, I don't know if you ever heard of them, but like the Dervais family and they're out in California doing it on a tenth of an acre. And I would look at those people and I'm thinking, okay, they're doing it. You know, I can do it here. And, and, and I just think it's important for, you know, all of us, as many of us want to anyway, to, to take that information and take the things we're learning and the things we're doing and, and pass that on and share it with others. And, and I love that you're taking that on and doing it yourself i think there's you know the especially the older that you get the more people that you talk to the more you worry about food supply the more that you're thinking about all of this it is so important to just get started just Mm -hmm. get going and wherever you find inspiration, if it's from us, that's great. We definitely found it from you. Um, we think it's it, it's wonderful, and we encourage everybody to ha- you know enjoy the fun of homesteading. Yeah, and that that is why we do it. Yeah, I forget to have fun sometimes. Then I watch people like you guys, and I'm like, oh yeah, I need to be having more fun at this. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's you know, is there anything you got you want to you want to leave with the uh, listeners before you go? No, just get started. Get yeah, started. Great. You know, don't be afraid. Jump into the deep end, and uh, you know, you can. It, it's so much fun. Just get started. That's what I'd say. Yeah. You got anything to add to that, hon? I'm just, you can't see me because we're, we're on audio. I'm just nodding my head. <laughs> <laughs> I think and, that's good. Kevin, wrap it up. <laughs> and, and keep, keep an eye on your gardener and their seed purchases. Don't make yes. sense to the whole yeah. they, they can get out of hand. I have a friend that lives not too far away from me, and every day he keeps posting seeds and posting seeds, and I'm going, wow, how many seeds do you have at this point? I mean, he has so many seeds. <laughs> but it I understand. Is. It it is fun and yes, I have to keep a watchful eye on her. I don't. Do you want to fess up right now? How many more packages of seeds that we're going to get this year? I've seen. I think I've seen two or three already. (laughs) Looks like you're giving. Looks like you're giving some away though too. So yeah, we we gave we just gave like over fifty a bunch of uh, heirloom tomatoes in this contest we had, and that was pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah. The winner was very well deserving. She her husband had passed away. And she hated Valentine's Day, and we gave them away on Valentine's Day. I had no idea about the story of hers. And so she was like, oh, my gosh, it made Valentine's Day wonderful because I have all these tomatoes. So that's that's love for gardeners right there. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) That's great. Well, you guys just keep on doing what you're doing, and and I know you're going to do it well and keep sharing with us all because we're really enjoying it. And I really appreciate you coming on today and, and, and sharing it all with us. You're great, Harold. We appreciate it. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. We'll talk to you guys later. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I know I sure enjoyed talking to them. They're having so much fun doing their thing up there. And I just, you know, when I watch their uh, YouTube videos, I just, uh, it's just fun. You know, it's... They're one of them families that when you just watch them, you just enjoy yourself watching them, you know, and it makes you really uh, want to, to enjoy homesteading more. You know, so often we get wrapped up in the destination, that we forget that there's a journey getting to that destination. And, you know, we, we need to enjoy that journey. We need to, we need to spend time 
having fun. We need to remember that, you know, life isn't all seriousness. You know, we can have a little fun on the way. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of things we want to do. And, but some of those things may take years to accomplish. So you need to learn to enjoy it on the way there. And I think that Kevin and Heather are doing a great job of that. So I hope you really enjoyed that and uh, that you'll go over and check out their channel. I'll drop a link in the show notes for their, um, their YouTube channel and, and how, and so you can go and check out their videos. Cause I know you're going to get, you're going to really want to go over and see what they've been doing. So, um, thanks, uh, uh, Kevin and Heather for coming on the podcast today and to everyone else, happy homesteading and God bless. I hope you enjoyed this episode. To learn more or find more episodes, just head on over to HaroldThornBro.com. Thanks for listening.